Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here we don't compare ourselves to him or to her, we compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end, health has no finish line. They are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time and here we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you listen to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. Podcast. Today is April 5th, 2022, and this is episode 280. I sure hope you are all doing well, the best you can. I love that I have the opportunity to come together with you, and if it's only just me talking to you and listening, but I know this can help. I know this can help someone become who they feel they need to become. You listening, let me know what you think. I love feedback, and I want to talk about what you want to hear. And the best way to do that is hearing from you. I prefer conversation, so let's make this a conversation. Let me know on Instagram at BenPageDC or the comments or an email at BenPageDC at gmail.com. Let me know what you want to hear. Over the last couple of months, I've been focused on one thing help my family through a major change. We are, I believe, about halfway through this big change and I think I can see a little light at the end of the tunnel. I I hope sharing these moments of my life and what I learn helps you be just a little healthier and just a little better. So we are now at our final destination. However, there are a lot of things to be done still. We still have to find a place we can call home again and all the other things that must be done to really call a place home. I'm still very excited for all the opportunities I will have and that I do have. But I have shed tears of sadness because of all the people that will not be a part of our lives as often. The time we have here is unknown. Make sure you use and make the most of it with the people you most care about and the relationships you make. This past week, I also lost a cousin who's only 45 years old. Kind of getting off track, but knowing that we are not eternal, knowing that our time here will end, is a good reminder to make the best of each and every day. Well, back to what I was talking about. Moving from one country to another, I imagine, is different for everybody, but it is never easy. We had our little challenges, which I thought I had taken on pretty good, staying pretty calm and not letting the situation get to me. And I'm going to talk about our situation from the start of traveling to the end of traveling. This whole trip started at about 10.15 in the morning, packing all 10 suitcases into into the back of a big van where where they barely all fit in. 
tell you the truth, I got a lot better at real life Tetris because of this trip. That that is for sure. We we were taken to a hub where we unloaded everything and put it all on a passenger bus where we traveled for about six hours from Rosario to 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 Ceiza, the international airport in Buenos Aires. It took longer than normal because we had to drop off passengers at another airport and the traffic in Buenos Aires is terrible. The whole airport experience of hurry up and wait seems to never change. We missed the first flight and we had to wait for the next flight. We also missed that flight and had to wait for the next flight out, which was the last flight out. But we made the last flight out, which was nice <laughs> to not know that we were going to have to stay in the airport for a whole day. So we made that flight. However, the process of hurrying up was now at its climax. We hurried as we got eight big heavy suitcases weighed and checked in. And we were prepared for that for at least because I bought a scale before and made sure they were all at the 50 pound because that's all that's allowed in each ba in each suitcase. This left us with our backpacks and two carry-ons. Unfortunately, I calculated wrong and thought that one of the carry-ons was going to be able to be checked be a checked bag. I was hoping we were going to be able to go through security and customs rushed but calmly. But the bag that I thought was going to be checked in went through the scanner and suddenly things did not go as planned. The agents reminded us that there were knives and forks in the suitcase and said if we want to take them, we have to check the bag. Well, at this point, I had taken off my belt, shoes, and wallet, and everything else in my pockets and had placed them in a bin that was going through the scanner also. So without realizing it really, I took the suitcase back to a, as fast as I could to a closed check-in counter, which was a good five-minute run, and and luckily, I found an agent, and they said they would allow it, but I would have to pay to send it because I had reached my limit of checked-in luggage. I said that was okay, but as I reached for my wallet, I realized that I had left my wallet in a bin that was getting scanned. And by then, I realized that there would not be enough time to run back, get my wallet, run back to the agent, pay and get it checked in and still have time to go through immigration and make the flight. I had no other choice but to take it on as a carry-on. My wife had recommended to give the silverware set to someone, anyone, because leaving it with the agents, it was going to get thrown away. I asked a couple of people and all said no. So I went back to the security and told them that there was just not, not enough time. We opened up the suitcase, took out the silverware, and my wife looks at me and shows me a knife that my brother-in-law had given to me as a gift. It was a traditional knife that was used to eat Argentine, Argentine barbecue that I had sharpened to the point of being razor sharp. I really enjoyed this knife. Uh, I, was, I, I brought very few things back, but that knife was one of the things I really wanted to bring with me. At that moment, I realized that it just wasn't going to happen and I had to leave it behind. That was not a fun point in the trip. But as we, as we continued to hurry up and rush through security and immigration, we got stuck again at immigration. We ended up having to open up our other carry-on, which luckily we had our kids, uh, we had our kids uh, birth certificates translated in this other carry-on because we had to present those birth certificates to the immigration officer to 
finally be able to get through immigration. We finally were able to hurry up and rush to the gate to be able to take a small bathroom break and board the plane just in time. I thought I had handled the situation quite well, to tell you the truth. I mean, the flight went well, and I was actually able to get some sleep. When we got to New York again, the hurry-up came rumbling back. We had to go through immigration, which pretty much is always a long line of waiting. Once through, we had to rush to the baggage claim and find all those suitcases, rent two carts to move them about 200 feet to another conveyor belt, drop them off, and then try and find our connecting flight and not miss the flight. And as we got to the security line again, I realized that the line was just too long to wait in. I started asking people in front of me that if they would let me pass, and everyone, every one of them allowed it. I was like, wow, this is awesome. There are so many good people in the world still. So we made it to the front of the line to get stuck behind a poor mother that was alone with probably seven small kids. And for some reason, it seemed like each kid had a carry-on that was probably bigger than themselves among other bags. There was, there was nothing I could do. So what I did is I, I helped the kids put the bags on the conveyor belt that were seemed bigger than them, and that's all I could do. So these kids got in those, and I, I, I helped them get the, the bags on the conveyor belt, and they thanked me with their broken English. It felt good to do it for them, but we were still running out of time. We went through security again, and this time the same suitcase we had to leave our silverware and, and that knife that was given as a gift behind had an electronic in it that I totally forgot about and somehow got through the security checkpoint in Argentina without problems but in New York no can be easy it's got to be challenged while being rushed because the connecting flight was about to leave the security officer had to take out the electronic run it through the security separate from the suitcase after the realize that there was it was just a normal piece of electronic. We stuffed the electronic back into the backpack, and my son, which was, we stuffed into the backpack of my son, which was faster than trying to get it back into the suitcase. Uh, and before all this happened, I had told my wife to go ahead and try to get to the gate before it left. Well, once this was all done, my wife and I rushed to the gate, but the flight was gone. The next flight was in 10 hours. A long wait after a terrible hurry up. <laughs> we tried to take advantage of the time watching conference, but. We were so tired that we pretty much slept through the whole thing. That long wait finally came to an end, and as we were boarding, waiting in the line, chatting with my wife, she says to me, hopefully you can be the calm that we need now. First thing I thought was, that is exactly what I had done through this 40-hour long adventure. I thought that through all these times I had stayed calm. Well, it seems like I had not, and my wife had felt that I, that I hadn't. I felt that I had been fine, and I felt that I had been calm, and I felt that I was there with for them. To tell you the truth, that hurt when she first said it. I really thought that I had been the calm in this 40-hour 40 40-hour 40 storm, but it seems that in her eyes, which are probably seeing things better than me, I had not been. After feeling hurt. I started to think about how important it is for me to be the calm and how I have tried to develop that trait over for years now. Not months, but years. And that is how I have always wanted to be. I wanted to be the calm in the storm where my family could come and feel safe and secure. But it seems like it didn't happen as I thought it had this time.
I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish this time. I'm getting a lot better, though. I can tell you that. I can say that I am better than I was before, being the calm in the storm. Even though I thought I had stayed calm and helped my family through this challenge in a way that where they could feel safe and secure, through the eyes of others, I hadn't, which is so much more important. I need to look at the situation and analyze it and see how I can be better for the next storm because I believe that this is one of the important jobs we have as men. We have to be the calm in the storm. Our wife and children need to be able to feel safe and secure around us at all times. And now that I look back, I was probably too rushed. I could have taken things a little slower even though we were rushed, but I could have done better. I think these moments are so important. These moments where we get some constructive criticism. I could have stayed hurt and blamed everything and everybody, but what good would have that done? What will help is me trying to see how my wife saw it and understand her and most importantly learn from the situation and make sure the next time we are in a similar situation I act differently. Remember that remember that this life is a journey of learning and improving. Never stop learning about who you are and how you can be better. I promise you your health will thank you so much for it. Remember that we don't need to be right. Actually, always ask yourself, why do I think I am right? And listen to those around you, and instead of thinking I know, ask, what can I learn from others' perspectives? My wife continues to surprise me with how much she has helped me be better. I'm super grateful for her and her ability to help me improve. I continue to learn and hope to be better with every stressful situation. The calmer we can stay in moments of stress, the better off we'll be, the better decisions we will make, and the healthier we'll become. So be the calm in the storm every time. Before I go, remember, this is a grassroots movement. This grows because we get the word out one person at a time. You by sharing this. And a great way to share this with other people is by leaving a review of this podcast. If you haven't left a review, go to the podcast, type in the Wellness Farmer Podcast, go to the very bottom, and there's a button to rate and review the show. Please rate and review the show. I read every one of them, and I am so grateful for each and every one of them. Join my email list to never miss an episode, and by doing that, you also get my book, Earth and Us, Heal Naturally, absolutely free. To join my email list, just go to my, my webpage, pastelsbetterthisfarm.com, and there you can join the email list. Another great, another great way to help me out, especially in this moment of transition, is by buying my books for yourself or others. It's a great way to support and also get the word out. You can buy my book, Playing in the Dirt, The Four Pillars of Health, from Amazon, and my webpage, pastelsbetterthisfarm.com, and also my webpage, I have a short ebook called Mental Well-Being Made Simple. And if you're in the States, I'm going to make it even easier to give my books as a gift. If you buy two or more books from my website using the code GIFT, you'll only be paying $10 a book. So get yours today, and don't forget to give one as a gift. And finally, join my membership, where we go so much more deeper into how we bring the garden and our connection to nature and earth into the forefront of our journey for better health and well-being. You can do that at pastelsbetterthisfarm.com slash subscription. Hopefully I see you soon. Let's start this journey 